Hi, and what is up? Today I wanted to do an episode on Black History Month, including its importance, history, origin, and all of that. I'll also be going over a few events that happened within Black History Month, kind of, and a few historical figures, too. Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. If you don't already know me, then hi again. Welcome to or welcome back to my podcast. My name's Ayaka, and on my podcast, I discuss teen advice, social issues, and much more, really pretty much anything that interests me. I am so glad that you decided to press play on today's episode, and yeah. But before we get into this episode, I also wanted to explain and apologize that I did not, why I did not have an episode um, last week. Well, this week, technically. I'm recording this on Sunday the 20th. I think it's the 20th. Sunday the 20th. And I did not have an episode for this week on Wednesday. I was actually planning to. So let me explain. Last week on Friday and last week on Sunday, I had a collab that I was planning to record. So that was going to be going on my podcast and a collab on the other person's podcast as well. Except both of the people that I was collabing with, they canceled one person, they, the person I was supposed to collab with on Friday, they canceled the recording. Then the person I was supposed to collab with on Sunday, they also canceled. So I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get those collabs out or not. But yeah, I was actually planning to re- release two episodes this week, but instead we got none because they both got canceled. And um, But hopefully I can maybe get those collabs done in the future. However, I think I want to take a break from collabs for a while simply because I want my podcast to be more personal. And it's not like I don't like doing collabs. But um, yeah, I just want my podcast to stay mostly solo. But yeah, I probably just should have recorded an episode ahead of time. And I've noticed I have a really bad time management thing. Like I'll say, oh my gosh, this episode is due now, but I can get it done then. But then I don't end up getting it up. So I really need to work on my own personal time management as well. But yeah, so sorry about that. I'll try to maybe, I'll try to be more consistent and um, accountable with getting those episodes out. And yeah, also another thing was this whole week, I've had school off this whole entire week. And then I think I'm also getting a few days of school off next week. Because if you don't know, I live in Texas and Texas, basically we had a snow day, which was wonderful because we haven't had snow in so long, except for the fact that our state literally was not prepared at all. Like the infrastructure and then the um, companies or something like that, they were not prepared for the snow. And everything just went downhill whenever we got the snow. Um, A lot of people lost electricity. There were people out freezing in the cold. People that lost electricity inside their homes as well. They were literally freezing inside their own house. People's water stopped working. Um, yesterday, the last few days, we were supposed to boil our water because for some reason, bacteria got into the water. I'm not really sure how, how or why, but we had to boil our water in order to keep it safe and drinkable if you wanted to drink from the taps. But everything is mostly getting back to normal now. It's all better. And also we had a huge car pile up and people were dying and yeah it was just really terrible texas we need to be better prepared next time because this was not it but anyway back to the main point 
I first wanted to start by talking about how Black History Month started. Because, you know, all of us know about Black History Month, but I don't think we ever really learned about how it started, the origins of it. So Black History Month. Well, originally this guy, he was a historian and his name was Carter G. Woodson. He noticed how not that many schools and not that many people were taking time to learn about the accomplishments and the impact of African-Americans and black people in the USA. Like even now, sometimes history class and what we learn can be pretty whitewashed. So in the 1920s, Carter G. Woodson, along with a few of his other buddies, they decided to create something called Negro History Slash Achievement Week to encourage and highlight the achievements and the work of African-Americans and black people within the U.S. And he chose to have it in February, as you know, because of two major historical figures who had their birthdays within this month. These two figures were Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. As we all know, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States, and he was the one who did the Emancipation Proclamation after the Civil War. Essentially, more or less, kind of, the Emancipation Proclamation ended slavery, which was a wonderful thing, and that was a monumental step in the right direction because um, we would not really have been able to get anywhere if the Emancipation Proclamation hadn't ended all of that. However, let's not forget that the only reason Lincoln actually did this was to preserve the Union and not exactly because he believed that black people deserve the same rights as white people. He did not really condone racial equality. In fact, I was actually researching this, and in a debate with Stephen Douglas, he said, I will say then that I am not nor have ever been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. End quote. And then he also said that while they do remain together, There must be the position of superior and inferior. And I, as much as any other man, am in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race. So essentially, Abraham Lincoln believed that white people were superior to black people and that um, they did not deserve equal social political status as as others. Black people did not deserve equal social political status and all of that. Like, they shouldn't be allowed to have interracial marriage, Um, they shouldn't be allowed to serve on the jury, serve as jurors, and that they shouldn't be allowed to vote either. So Lincoln, he made the Emancipation Proclamation a great thing that ended slavery more or less, and he believed that slavery was unjust. However, he did not believe in the complete equality of races. The next person, historical figure, who is the reason why we have Black History Month now, is Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was originally an enslaved person. However, he was able to escape, and he became an activist, abolitionist, orator, and advocate for women's rights. He also had this abolitionist newspaper called the North Star, where he published his papers. And another thing I thought thought was pretty cool was that Douglass attended the Seneca Falls Convention which if you don't know, the Seneca Falls Convention was basically a convention that focused on women's rights. And it was held in New York. It focused on women's suffrage or aka the right to vote. And I know it's a bit of a common but silly misunderstanding, but suffrage does not mean suffering. We do not want to end women's suffrage. Women's suffrage is a great thing. So yeah, he also advocated for abolition of slavery and for the right of black people to vote. And as we all know, voting is a pretty important thing 
because if you live in a country, you should be able to decide, um, have a say in the decisions that are happening to you. And the people of the country, the people that make up the country, they should have a say in the decisions that are happening to them that will, will impact them, that are about them, since they're living there and they are comprised of that country. And now back to what I was saying. Black History Month, it was officially made um, a month you, because, you know, before it was just Negro History slash Achievement Week. It was officially made a month by President Gerald Ford in 1976. And here we are today where it is nationally observed. And that's great. I think it's a really Black History Month is a really great thing for um, just recognizing the achievements and accomplishments of black people and African-Americans in the U.S. and also Black History Month. I think um, there's also some other countries or places that also celebrate it, but it's mostly a USA kind of thing. Also think it's really important just to have Black History Month as of right now and for however long, just to recognize the achievements and accomplishments of black people all over the U.S. and the contributions of the black community that are often underrepresented so it's important to celebrate them and just bring light to them. But not just within Black History Month, but always. And of course, there's not really any need for White History Month because we learn about that. Basically, that's basically all our textbooks, to be honest. The whole curriculum of many schools, although in recent years, um, some places they have been working on diversification of their curriculum and to, to include people of color's voices. And representing different people in the literature as well and events and achievements to different people of color, although we still need to work on that. But even within that, there is still a need for inclusivity. There is still a need for inclusivity within that because we all know the great civil rights leaders, Martin Luther King Jr., we love him, and Rosa Parks as well. But there are also some lesser known people that I never personally learned about in school. Like, for example, Claudette Colvin. So basically, there's this woman, and she did a bus boycott, which if you don't know a bus boycott, you just simply sit there on the bus, refusing. She sat there on the bus refusing to give up her seat. And she did this at only 15 years old, nine months before Rosa Parks did. And I think that's really wow that she did that. She was actually the first person to be arrested for standing up to segregation laws of Montgomery. And she blazed the way for many others to do this as well because there were four other women that were arrested before Rosa Parks in a series of arrests known as the Montgomery bus boycotts. And I think that's um, at such a young age, 15, I'm literally 15. So she stood up to them, well, sat down in the literal meaning, but stood up metaphorically. She stood up to that system. I think that's really interesting. However, she wasn't really as recognized just because people felt that she wouldn't exactly fit the so-called narrative they wanted to paint because they felt that she was too militant and that um, it had factors to do with colorism, another system of oppression that is sadly still perpetuated and prevalent in many communities of people of color today. And then also there's the fact that she was poor and she was a minor and in addition, she also got pregnant a few months later. So they didn't really want someone like that to represent the movement. So that's why. But I still think that's a great thing she and Rosa Parks and those other women, other people and women did as well. 
So Black History Month is a month where we focus on amplifying voices of Black people, focusing focus on representation in media, and also to address the systems of oppression and different ideas that sometimes try to hold or hurt us back. Hold or hurt us. However, let's not really for, let's not forget that these actions and educating ourselves and all of that these aren't only reserved for Black History Month. You know, Black History Month is just a month to highlight it, to bring a little bit of extra oomph or um, put more of a spotlight on it. And there could be a time whenever we outgrow the need for Black History Month, but I'm not sure how soon that may be. But hopefully if we start learning about more Black history, then I don't know. But sometime in the future... Also, regarding black power movements and all of that, I think people need to realize that pro-black isn't anti-other people. It's just people. It's just us being proud of something that we were denied rights for, that we were oppressed for, that um, we still are being discriminated against for. So, yeah, I think that's why black power movements and all of that are very important. And it can't just people try to say it's racist and all of that. And I do not agree with that. Black power and pro-black movements are not trying to say that black people are superior. It's just trying to bring a highlight and recognize the importance of us and our rights. I also think another thing that needs to be addressed within um, this people of color in general to overcome racism, we also have to look at the problems within our own communities because there's internalized racism, like we have misogynoir which is basically hate against black women, sadly, from other black men sometimes. And then also we know there's colorism within many communities of people of color as well, which is sad that it's still so prevalent. There's skin bleaching creams and people are told to lighten their skin in Asia and Africa and black people in the USA as well are sometimes discriminated against because they have darker skin. So that's pretty sad. But I also wanted to go over what we can do as people, what we can do, continue doing to help Black History Month or to celebrate Black History Month, kind of. I know this episode is a bit late, but here I am. We can read autobiographies of civil rights leaders. I think reading autobiographies is better than reading biographies because autobiographies, it's literally written by the, written by the person themselves. But um, right now, I read the biography of Malcolm X, but I'm also reading his autobiography right now. I really need to get back to reading it because I have been kind of slacking off. I forgot about that book for a while. But you can read autobiographies of famous and also less prominent, less um, not prominent, but less lesser known civil rights leaders to just learn about their lifetime and their accomplishments and what they've done. We can also watch documentaries about things that happened and their impacts. We can also learn about mass incarceration and how, and how basically after the Civil War, instead of Black people being enslaved in the fields, it was basically like it went from them being enslaved in fields to enslaved in prisons because technically slavery was, and I believe it still is, legal if you're imprisoned. So yeah, they really took advantage of that with Jim Crow laws. And how even though slavery was made illegal, there were still a lot of loopholes 
and how it just went from one system of oppression, one way of holding people back to a bunch of other things like Jim Crow laws, that separate but equal, that so-called separate but equal thing and all of that. We can also sign petitions. I know a lot of people say petitions aren't really worth it, and sometimes they may not be, but not everyone can go out and just do physical action stuff and all of that. So just signing petitions, whether it's for issues that you believe are important and all of that. We can also support Black-owned businesses and helping them just buying from Black-owned businesses. If you want to, don't feel the need. You don't have to feel the need to um, go out of your way to do that. But if you want to, then that'd be great. And also donating to anti-racism, donating to anti-racism organizations or groups that help marginalized communities and groups of people or less fortunate groups of people. That can also be a great thing to do as well. And speaking of supporting black businesses, my family, we actually recently invested in this one um, company that helps black women and LGBTQ plus own brands and startups. It's kind of like an investment thing. So we'll see how that goes. Another thing you can do is learning and doing research about the contributions of black people to our society, just in general, and learning how, um, how different things they've done have impacted the way it is today. The next thing is realizing how systems of oppression are still impacting black people today and how it has had an impact, whether that's systemic or systemic, systematic. Oh, my goodness systemic, systematic racism, and how that has had an impact in all of that and what can be done. The next thing is speaking up against microaggressions because microaggressions, these are basically just kind of small tidbits of racism, I guess you could call it. I saw this really great analogy slash metaphor. I saw this really great metaphor for micro, what microaggressions are. And it basically said microaggressions are like a mosquito bite. Mosquito bites are manageable in small amounts, but some people, they may experience mosquito bites or aka microaggressions a lot, and it can get really annoying. So while to others, it may not seem like a big deal to the person experiencing it, it is a big deal, especially when it happens all the time. And if, you, if you're getting bit by a mosquito all the time and you react in some big way to others, it may seem like, oh my gosh, such an overreaction. But to you, it's just that it's happened so often that it just becomes really aggravating and annoying, similar to microaggressions. And similar to how some mosquitoes, they may carry a deadly disease, some microaggressions, they can also be heart, harmful and hurtful to people as well. Some microaggressions or stereotypes and all of that. So we shouldn't be getting mad at the person who is experiencing the racism or whether it's a microaggression or hate. We should be getting the mad at the one who displayed it towards the person, the other person. So that's why I think it's important to speak up against microaggressions because microaggressions, they can turn into something bigger than simply just a snide comment or remark. It can turn into something harmful and hurtful to experience. And yeah, we should also not be afraid to have conversations with um, people, whether it's educating in, educating them or sharing our knowledge with them what about race and all of that and not be afraid to make mistakes as well because it's okay to learn from others and it's also okay to teach others and we're not perfect 
hopefully I got every all of my facts in this episode right but if I didn't I'm not perfect so that's probably why oh yeah going back to what I said about reading by autobiographies and stuff like that I've also heard about these books they're like race and gender theory and I also wanted to check out those but I have not really been in a reading mood lately but I want to check out books like those but so far I do recommend reading the autobiography of Malcolm X And yeah, that is pretty much it for today's episode. I hope that you learned a little bit more about Black History Month, its origin, some important people, and all of that. Make sure to stay educated on important topics. Make sure to listen to marginalized voices, communities, people, and all of that. Signing petitions. Make sure to speak out. And although racism is far from over, we can hopefully keep fighting against it. And yeah, be sure to follow my Instagram for more. Thank you for listening to this episode and stay tuned for more. Bye. Everything is linked down below in the description. I'll also have an interview with Claudette Colvin. I found I'll have that linked down below in my description. And yeah, thank you for listening. Bye.